0: international rugby coverage on the country sport breakfast is proudly brought to you by Access Solutions, elevating you and your business to a higher level. 21 away from uh, 8 o'clock here on Gold Sport, visiting the old countries in Aberdeen at the moment. New Zealand Herald rugby writer Gregor Paul. Morning, Gregor. Good morning. Yeah, it's sort of catching up with uh, friends and family. Are you from that part of the world?
1: Well, I, I am. I'm not supposed to be. I was actually trying to make it to France on Monday morning, but got caught up in the air traffic control chaos when an IT bug made impossible to get out of the country. So I had two goals at getting to France, both flights cancelled. So uh, I've come up to see my sister.
0: Well, that's nice. It's probably worked in your favour, wee, but hopefully you can get to France. But I want to. Um, I want you to soothe the country's feelings, soothe our nerves. And you wrote an article. Uh, for the New Zealand Herald yesterday, which uh, was about the loss by the All Blacks. And it may be the Springboks loss was just what the All Blacks needed. And I tend to agree with you there. It's a good wake-up call, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, look, I I think people are uh, over-dramatising events on the weekend. Like, it was a terrible performance. There's no doubt about that. But there are mitigating factors why that was the case. And look, that game was created purely to give players something to do before the World Cup to get the top team on the park for 50, 60 minutes to run them around because they hadn't played for four or five weeks and they didn't want to leave it any longer than that. But it's very difficult for players to fully invest in games like that, which are two weeks away from the tournament. They've got nothing riding on them. They're really just glorified training runs. Um, so I think we saw... like, I'm not saying the All Blacks weren't committed to the game, but there's a difference between having your body on the line and maybe having your thoughts... Uh, two Two weeks in advance, thinking about the World Cup, whereas for the South Africans, I think they were really there that day because they 've got to hit the ground running. They opened the tournament against Scotland um who are an absolute banana skin at the moment, playing good rugby, a uh, dangerous team with the ability to knock South Africa over and If that happens, you know that there's going to be a lot of trouble for the South Africans to get out of their pool, so they need to they needed that game they were up for that game, we saw them throw everything at it look. Rugby at the moment, if you're five percent off, if you're not quite there mentally, and the other team are really bang on the money, which South Africa were, yeah, things can unravel quite quickly. But I don't think I don't think that will be what we see in France when everything's on the line for the All Blacks and it's big games, big occasions. That's what they need to get the best out of them. So. Look, as Steve Hansen once said, flush the dunny, move on.
0: (laughs) Absolutely perfect. And I think the All Blacks are having a perfect uh, build-up. We saw a news clip the other day. They went off to Germany, and I think the home of uh, their sponsors, Adidas and Puma across the river. So they're sort of away from the maddening crowd and away in an area that's football-mad and not rugby-mad too. So that takes a bit of pressure off.
1: Yeah, look, and and uh, playing poorly before they came into the tournament. Uh, They weren't playing poorly prior to that one defeat, but – you know that that's taken a wee bit of pressure off and it's put a little bit of expectation and profile onto south africa uh which new zealand will be more than happy about there's real pressure in that group with ireland and scotland so everyone's eyes are going to be there Like i think they'll be they like, they wouldn't be super delighted by the way that they played um you know it wasn't like it wasn't a terrible thing but um you know they've got to be a little bit careful they can't play a game like that again so they do have to learn from it they do have to move on from it they do have to raise their game completely but Um, I think they'll be reasonably comfortable, particularly now that Scott Barrett has been uh, released to play. He hasn't been punished by the judiciary. they will be a wee bit grumpy that Tyrell Lomax picked up a nasty injury against South Africa, which will rule him out of the opening game. But I think, you know, two weeks out from the tournament, you play a full-blooded encounter with South Africa. You only lose one guy. You'd probably take that because it could have been worse. So look, they're probably 80% satisfied with how they've come into the tournament. And look, like, all I know is that when you get to World Cups, everything changes. England have been terrible leading into the World Cup. Wouldn't surprise <laughs> me if they make the final. You know, that that's the crazy sort of stuff that we'll see at this tournament.
0: And the other thing, too, that we touch on, and I guess it was a learning curve as far as the penalty count was concerned, get, just getting used to uh, Northern Hemisphere uh, rugby refereeing and, uh, you know, the the, yep. the extra refs watching the game very, very closely. So that's a good wake-up call, too.
1: Yeah, like put them into World Cup mode because World Cups are going to be refereed in a completely different way. Yeah. The pressures on the officials will be different. Expectations will be higher. They're, they're going to be pedantic quite clearly. You know, They're going to have TMO interference. I would imagine that's how it's going to roll. And they're going to need to be managed. The referees are going to need to be managed on the field and the All Blacks need to get a, a little bit street smart about how they deal with that. They weren't at Twickenham. I thought the South Africans were. They played the referee very well. So that, there's... All of these things is way better for that to happen um, in, a, in a meaningless contest two weeks before mm-hmm. the World Cup than it is to get exposed as being underprepared or not expecting that when you when you open the World Cup. So look again, that's a fairly valuable bit of intel that they've picked up there, and that will be focusing a few minds amongst the leadership group about, you know, how do they deal with that when the ref when they when they're finding it hard to understand what the referee is about and the other team are playing the referee better. So they need a, a strategy on how they're going to cope, and look, they've got advanced warning and being forewarned is being forearmed.
0: Totally agree with it, Greg. I'll let you go and enjoy your sister's hospitality and the northern lights of old Aberdeen, and uh, we'll, <laughs> talk... <laughs> we'll talk next week, eh? <laughs> Will do. One of the scariest things you can hear as a parent is quiet. But if you do get a little quiet time, have a listen to The Parenting Hangover. It's not scary at all. If she thinks, man, I've had a shit Mother's Day, it's not on me, okay? You're not my mum. That's the kids. The kids should have been best behaviour, and they chose not to, okay? Yeah. They
1: chose to give you crappy presents. They chose to complain yeah. at the nice breakfast we made. I'm just there, I'm helping, yeah. but
0: it's, sorry, mate. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.